And away we go. It is Friday night, January 19th, 2024. It is time for Smack Talk here on the Sports Kitty Wrestling Facebook page and the Wrestle Binge by Sports Kitty YouTube channel. Rick Uchino, double dirty Dutch Mantel right there. Look at that. That is that is the definition of a collector's item there, Dutch. How many of those were made? Oh, only about five, six, not many more. It, was that due to demand or? Do what now? No, it, it's to, individually manned. They don't make it's individually made, so they don't make that many of them. But he, uh, the gentleman gave me one, I appreciate that. Oh, but it go. could be up for auction coming up in the next week or so. See, right there, only one See? of like five in the entire world, and you could buy it at auction. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll give, uh, we'll give, we'll have Dutch give those details at the end of the show. So stick through with us here this, for the next 45 this, minutes. Or this so. hat went up for auction too. There you go, man. Guess how much? Make uh, well, yes. it, it, I'm going to guess the highest bid right now is thirty-five dollars. You gotta <laughs> be shitting me! That's one of ten in the world. In the world, what okay. do you say, Sid? What do you say, Sid? How much? Two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Well, um, Sid's a lot closer than you are, Rick. Okay. Well, well what's never the under, listen, never underestimate the power of collectors. Yeah. I mean, that's Those true. Those collectors, they will go out and they'll pay for it. So, but I did sell it to an attorney. So don't try to sue me over it because we'll beat your ass in court, by God. He's an attorney. Little, I don't know how you're going to beat him. No, you can't beat him. It blocked he meant, he meant physically. He meant physically. He'll beat the attorney's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was over $200, so I'll say that. Hmm. But uh, what are we talking about, Royal Rumble? Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got uh, the return of Roman Reigns on SmackDown tonight. He's pissed off that nobody could fix his fatal four-way problem. Solo Sokoa vowed to fix the problem. He didn't fix the problem. And then Roman Reigns signed the damn contract at the end of the night anyway and ate an RKO for his trouble. Uh, I thought Kevin Owens and Logan Paul had a hell of a segment tonight, and I have no earthly idea what they are doing with the Unholy Union, but we did have a women's tag team title match tonight. We will talk about all of everything that happened on SmackDown tonight, but we do need to address Dutch. The people want to know your thoughts. The big news of the day, it was reported by Fightful Select that Seth Rollins did, in fact, suffer a knee injury on Monday night on Raw in his match with Jinder Mahal. We knew he had suffered some kind of an injury. We did not know the severity of it. And uh, apparently, he has suffered a torn MCL and a slightly torn meniscus. Uh -oh. That is the bad news. The good news is, apparently, the ACL is intact. So... WrestleMania, just, and I ain't a doctor, but just a quick Google search. It all depends on the grade of the tear and the, the, the severity of the injury. There's a lot of good news, a lot of bad news with this. WrestleMania may still be in play, Dutch, but the world heavyweight title picture, that's another concern. If he's going to miss three weeks, no big deal. If he's going to miss 12, the boy. I mean, yeah, Roman Reigns can get away with being off TV for 12 weeks. Can they do that with Seth Rollins? I don't know. They have already announced he will address his future on Monday night. Uh, it's going to be very interesting what he has to say, Dutch, and what WWE decides to do here. Well, I don't ever think 
torn MCL or whatever it is, this problem is can can be attributed to any good news at all. It's all bad news. So we'll see what happens. But this is where you see how good creative is when they take a situation like this and they have to make it work. They can't say, well, we might get it to work or we might not. No, you will make it work somehow, some way. So Seth Rollins, uh, who would take, what would they do in that? That's up for creative to decide. And I don't know what they would do. Would they just, they could have him vacate the belt, which I think the fans would shit on, I think. I mean, you could do something. I mean, maybe SP3, I've been giving this thought today. Would it make a lot of sense to just say, hey, we are going to vacate the title, and guess what? The winner of the Royal Rumble, not only do they get the the, the main event match at WrestleMania, they get the World Heavyweight Championship. Would it make sense to do? Would it make sense to Damian Priest cash in? I don't know. They got some options. Yeah, they have they have a lot of options here, but yeah, it's not it's not good news at all. And you know, I know a lot of people want to spin it and be like, this is the same injury that he had back in 2017, but now that's like six more years of mileage on yeah. those knees. He's older. And this, is, yeah. this is a similar injury that he's had two previous times. So I know this is like the biggest opportunity of his career as far as like what he's always wanted. He's wanted the headline WrestleMania, and he was going to about to do that on night one with CM Punk. But, you know, it's always a catch 22 if he's going to make it or not. So I think that you should strip him of the title. I think that you should put it on the line in the Royal Rumble because if CM Punk's going to win the Royal Rumble anyway, it's going, that's going to be the moment. That's going to be the moment for him. Like, we don't know. We don't know if they were going to have CM Punk beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Him just coming back to the company and, you know, Seth being the loyal company guy. It seems like WWE probably would have had Seth win that. So if you're going to have CM Punk have his moment and his moment was going to be at the Rumble anyway, put the World Heavyweight title on him. And then if Seth is able to make it back for Mania, you could still have your matchup. Yeah. Hey, I'd vote for that. Hey, when you're on the creative and you're sitting around the table and somebody brings up an idea, you say, hey, I like that. I like it. To somebody else comes up with something else. Oh, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. I, I just agree with everybody and then leave it up to them because that's what it's going to, they're going to vote on it anyway. But it, yeah. it is an interesting, it is an interesting development. So I mean, CM look, Punk get, get, gets, his, gets his spot that he always wanted and he can be a champion at WrestleMania and and then address it after that. Yeah. It could turn out sometimes things happen for a reason. I'm not saying this is a good reason, but it makes you uh, attack the problem from a different angle. And it and it could be better than what the original plan was. Necessity yeah. is a mother of invention. Is that what they say? Yeah, I, I sure. Think so. That's my saying. I came up with that years ago and people just adopted it. So, but they could have it, you know. I, I wanted to ask you a question that I find very interesting because, you know, we're talking about how the Seth Rollins injury is going to affect, you know, Seth potentially not headlining WrestleMania. I want to talk about the Cash 22 of that. Do you think CM Punk will still main event WrestleMania without the Seth Rollins matchup? <sighs> Hard to say. Because you just but, had on Monday 
the Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley to start of their build to yeah. WrestleMania. And that felt like the biggest kind of yeah. North American women's match you could ever put on. And the talk of that, a key point of that whole promo was Becky saying, I've won at the main event of WrestleMania. You haven't. You haven't. Yeah. So <laughs> is that part of the story going into the event where you can easily, Seth once again has to move on over for wifey. Wifey's going to take Seth's uh, WrestleMania made event spot again. Yeah. Why does, it, why does it WWE go back years ago and use the triple main event idea? But, but, Put them all in main event, triple main yeah, event. Yeah, that, that's the thing. They, that. they ruined that. that. They ruined that, uh, Dutch. They ruined that with right when when I think it was like a decade ago at WrestleMania with CM Punk. That's a decade. Yeah, that's a decade. They told him that every match at WrestleMania is a main event. Yeah, no, they, then, then no, then no, no, no. It's only the match that closes that. It's a, yeah, that's, and it's when, a, that's when I was decided. I was like, no, I'm not listening to y'all. No, there's no double main event. There's no triple main event. It's only the match that closes. That's the main event. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's going to be uh, up. It's uphill sledding for CM Punk at that point, because you have Rhea and Becky that's right there that can slide into that spot. You know, people are going to be invested in that. Rhea is is white hot right now. Becky knows how to sell a story better than practically anybody else on the roster. Honestly, um, it all depends on who Punk's opponent is. If if Rollins can't go at WrestleMania, do they go with Punk and Drew? Drew is doing some of the best work of his career right now. Do they do Roman and Rock and then slide Cody and CM Punk? If that's the World Heavyweight Championship match, does that main event night one? They got their big face off on Monday Night Raw. Do they even do that now? Do If Seth can go, do they even put the world title on, on CM Punk? Do they just have Seth versus Punk be a match at WrestleMania and then pivot the world title picture to... Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. They have a lot of different options because they have so many over organic baby faces and guys who are doing some of their best work right now. I honestly, if there's, if there was ever an injury to happen like this, you never want them to happen, but WWE is in a good spot right now where there's a lot of different directions that they could go. And honestly, I, I'd be fine with a lot of things that they end up choosing. Could I, I choosing like it. Anything. I like it. Let's do that. <laughs> do it. Do it. Just don't, don't think twice about it. Just go ahead and do it. That said, Dutch, knowing what we know now, let's let's just pretend that Seth Rollins comes out there. Let's just status quo right now. Rollins comes out there. He starts talking about his knee and he's doing the whole I got to address my future thing, which is always, a, a, you know, a, a bad thing. Or it's a hey, I got to take time off thing in the case of, of, of Becky Lynch, you know, announcing her pregnancy. Um but let's just say it's a massive red herring. He comes out there and laughs his ass off, and he says, I'll be back in, in three or four weeks. It's not that bad. Let's go, baby, whatever it is. Let's say Seth is still the world heavyweight champion. How do you see the Royal Rumble going down? Is it CM Punk's match to lose right now? I think it is. Because that's how long they've been working at talking about that since he left. He always wanted to main event it, and then he all of a sudden he disappears. And I've told the story about I wanted to talk to Vince that day, and CM Punk kept him in the room for three hours, four hours. The, the, the line was kind of long, and then it went on and on and on. The line got shorter and shorter. When I'm sitting there, and there's only like two or three in front of me, I said, screw it. I'm never going to get in there. And I didn't get in there that day. And that was the day he left. So – 
But this is what makes wrestling fun. This is what makes it interesting. Because now it's up to them to come up with something to sell to all the fans that can be digestible, that everybody's saying, oh, that sucks. That's crappy. But if they come up with something like that and tie it in with something else, which might lead them to the, you know, from WrestleMania to the end of the year. So the ball right now is in creative's court. And let's see what they can do with it. And can I determine what they do? No. It's like, can I determine the stock market tomorrow? No. Anything can happen. So we'll see what goes on. Uh, one I would I would other- like to be I would like to be a fly on the wall when creative meets about this. Yeah. Yeah, I hey, would too. Hey, why don't we all go in that room and be flies and have a little mics and we record all what they say and then come out with that would be firsthand news. We'd get a lot of clicks on that. Yeah, Listen we will. I, well, see, there's a snowstorm outside. I can't really travel right now. I'm kind of stuck in Cincinnati. You know, there's a lot of bad weather and stuff like that. But, you know, you're how close to down in Florida. How uh, it's it going to be 10 below tonight. 10 below? Jesus. Yes, That's sir. ridiculous. You're telling me. Sid, Sid, how cold is it where you are? I think it's like 20. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. 20 it's cold here, too. That's cold. Now it's like SP3. 60, it's like 68, 69. That's cool for me. Before we get into I'm gonna be in Tampa next week and I cannot wait because it's gonna be like 78 degrees and it's gonna be amazing. Uh but SP3, <laughs> there's one option we have not brought up yet. Where does Damian Priest potentially fit in this with the money in the bank briefcase? Damian Priest is kind of their get out of jail free card if they want to make an immediate change, like say on Monday. Yeah. Seth Rollins is addressing his future, say he's going to be a fighting champion, but the real news is that he's really injured. You can just do an angle and have Damian. If there's not going to be any more damage to his leg, he could do an <laughs> angle and Damian Priest can come out, cash in, and you can put the title on Damian Priest. But I think that putting the title on Damian Priest is guaranteeing that the World Heavyweight Championship is not going to main event night one for WrestleMania. So, um, I mean, like, yeah, even even someone like Drew McIntyre, who's like the the best character in WWE, I don't even think he's the answer of putting the title on him because I was I was like, then I'm like, I'm also saying I don't think the World Heavyweight Title is going to main event WrestleMania this year. So it feels yeah. like Cody Punk is the option. It feels like Cody Punk is is the option. You could put the World Heavyweight title on the line in the Royal Rumble, get down to Cody versus CM Punk. CM Punk tosses Cody to win it, or he, he cheap shots him, or he does something. Something that CM Punk would do to once again screw, even if he's a babyface CM Punk. CM Punk is still that wily old vet. He'll do whatever it takes. No, that's to a heel move. That's a heel yeah, Still, but he, he'll he'll do whatever he it takes. just win the Royal Rumble. It's Cody going th- and throwing yeah. over the top rope. He just whatever. lose the Royal Rumble. Cody always <laughs> got to get screwed over, though. He's always got to get screwed. No, you yeah, say that. See, Cody, if you're gonna do Cody and Punk, you do that at Mania. You save the heel turn then. No, that's when you do the Damian Priest cash in. Is Cody Rhodes wins it, and then you have Damian Priest cash I, in on him. I like it. I like do do it, Sid. Do that. <laughs> Just do everything y'all suggest. It's the last thing I hear. So anyway, but all right, guys, make sure to get your super I, chats I think in. C, I think CM Punk can almost do anything right now. 
because just whether like he's a heel or yeah, if he's a heel or a face, the fans still like that guy for some reason. He has a magnetism about him that attracts people, and we'll see what he can do with it. And he knows how to handle that too. It's like a fly to shit. <laughs> I cannot believe you said that. Like a fly mm-hmm. to shit. I mean, we a, lot of people, a lot of people where CM Punk used to work would describe it as that. And you believe that? A lot of people where CM Punk currently works probably think that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's but definitely that's, that's a you love him of, or hate him kind of guy. You know, that's part of his uh, allure. That's part of his, yeah. you know, people like him because of that. Because he's a, he's a fucking outsider. He's a fucking, he's a disruptor. He's polarizing. Like, is what he is. Yeah. You just had to improve on my word. I said a disruptable. No, it's polar. Okay. He knows words that I don't know. See how he did, Sid? Okay. You paid attention in English class that day, didn't you? Uh, I didn't pay attention in a lot of English classes. No, it's amazing that I, I write for a living, <laughs> honestly. Like, I did not have this painted as my career path, to be completely honest with you. Ah, oh, man. Anywho, so... Make sure to get your super chats in, guys. That's the uh, best way to get your comment read aloud on the air. If you got a question for Dutch, make sure to uh, send us a super chat. We'll ask him, and he will give his expert. Opinion. I will. I will. Uh, that's what Raju says in the chat. As, yes. As, as much as I can. Okay, let's go. So let's dive into SmackDown, shall we? This bad boy opens up with the return of Roman Reigns. He is backstage, and he is highly irritated that his Royal Rumble Fatal 4-Way situation has not been fixed, whether it's by Paul Heyman or whether it's by Solo Sokoa or Jimmy Uso. Solo Sokoa seems very uh, perturbed to the fact that uh, Roman is uh, irritated, and he says, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. We open up in the ring with Nick Aldis. He's ready for the contract signing. We get Styles and Knight and Orton. They all come down. They sign it. No big deal. Huge ovation for Randy Orton tonight. No Roman, however. Paul Heyman comes out with a microphone. He starts talking about how Roman hasn't had a chance to, to read the contract yet, let alone have an attorney see it. The tribal or the, uh, the wise man hasn't even seen it. So there's no way in hell that Roman is signing this contract tonight. Nick Aldis says, cool, fine bet. We'll just strip him of the title. We'll make this a triple threat match. Paul Heyman panic scuttles his way up to the ring. Like, no, 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 no. First off, that ain't going to fly. You can't get that past the board of directors. You can't get that past the fans here. Roman Reigns ain't going to stand for it. Ain't no way you can do it. L.A. Knight gets pissed off, tells that man to shut up before he starts slapping bacon off of his back. Then he and AJ Styles get into it. They start brawling, and I love the most underrated part of all of this is Randy Orton Dutch just sitting back in the corner like the wily old vet, just watching everything go down playing chess while these two dudes are brawling over checkers dutch i loved what randy orton did he he shined that, in a in a scene where he wasn't even the star in this one yeah that fits his that fits his character anyway he's not gonna get involved in that he said let them handle the problem take each other out which makes his job easier he just stood over there in the corner the whole time which is classic randy orton so i liked it too and it didn't really jump out at you you had to notice that yeah. So he was gonna let them do it. The two hothead wanted to fight about something. He stood back today, go away, have at it. I'll yeah. just stand over here, stay in my lane, 
mind my own business and you take care of it. And then he slithers on over to Paul Heyman as Heyman is watching SP3, this fight up the ramp between Knight and uh, and AJ Styles. And he's smiling. He's like, I did a good job. These two are ripping each other's heads off. My tribal chief is going to be pleased. And then you get the little, the slide, a little Grinch reach in and wrap around his, his tie. And he drags him in. And he says, I know what you're trying to do. It ain't going to work. I'm gonna give her an, I'm gonna give Roman Reigns an RKO and I'm gonna win the WWE championship. Rand, Randy Orton was so damn good here, but so was Paul because he realized he had effed up at the end there. Yeah, they had a good chemistry together and they had good chemistry ever since Orton's uh been back. So I liked how this uh this segment was laid out. It was pretty simple. It was all about kind of uh building up the tension between Heyman and Aldis, as well as Knight and Styles, and then at the end giving kind of Orton the last word before the main event. So I think it accomplished everything it needed to, setting the stage for the rest of the night where they kind of just I don't think that any of the build to the Fatal 4-Way added anything, but it was just kind of maintaining what they've already established with all the characters and the story involved. Before we move too further on in this story, we do have a super chat here from uh, Sam. He says, why don't you want Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns on the second night of WrestleMania? Never said that. Never said that. I want want Cody Rhodes to win the main event, the main event, night two, and beat Roman Reigns. Oh, stop I don't think it. I don't think it's going to happen though. But oh, oh stop! So quit buttering up everybody here. Like you, you want you agreeing with the guy? I don't want Cody to win. Cody has a story. He's got to suffer a while. He has to go through pain and tribulation and travail. I get you like that word. I just made it up. But anyway, he has to go through all this. He has to adopt the same course as his as his daddy did as, as dusty hard times, hard times, hard times. And there's no, you know, hard times does not have a, a definite number on it. It could be tomorrow. It could be two years from now. So I think the more he suffers and if he finally takes it down long enough, he can say, Hey, you know, my, I know my daddy went through hard times and if I don't win it this time, Hey, I'm hanging it up. That's as far as he can take it. So he puts the loser leave town stipulation on himself instead of the promotion doing it. And he said, if I don't win it, I'm walking away. Now, if the either the hard times are going to win or I'm going to beat hard times. So I, I think that's the way it needs to come down, something like that. But I still think it's too early. But that's what I think. I mean, you can think whatever you want to. Uh-oh. Oh, ah, ah, oh, oh, damn it. I'll be back. Ah, well, so he does live in New York. Ah, he's got it. He's fine. He's, he's good. He's good. Well, what if he's not good? I may call the police right now. <laughs> do you know, do you know, his address? do you know his address? <laughs> uh, something, something, some part of New York city. I think we've narrowed it down. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's like 8 billion people in New York. Or but talking about that first segment tonight, very good. Oh, very well uh-huh. orchestrated, very well laid out, very well produced, and very well executed. And, I, you know, honestly, I love the way that – um, I really love the way that Nick Aldis is coming off as a no-nonsense 
general manager and he's not afraid of Roman. He's not afraid of Paul. And I really hope that this leads to Nick Aldis getting back in the ring at, at some point. I'm not saying it's got to be anytime soon. It could be SummerSlam. It could be next year's WrestleMania. I don't know, but I do like what they're doing with Nick Aldis as the uh, no nonsense GM on SmackDown. Uh, we do have another super chat here from uh, Lindsay. Thank you very much, Lindsay. So happy to see you back, Dutch. We all love you. Send some warm weather to Ohio, please. That's where I'm at. Negative 10 wind chill tonight. I'm pushing it. <laughs> Go. Go to Ohio. Oh, please. Thank you. Lord. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Yes, Good thank you so much. Uh, continue to send those uh, those super chats, and we really appreciate them. If you have a question for Dutch, it's the best way to get it read out on the air. So later on in the night, we see Solo Sokoa backstage with Roman Reigns. Roman is still talking about how nobody has fixed his dang problem. After uh, Paul Heyman, he's sitting there and he looks like he looks like he has been harassed beyond belief. Like he looks like he is emotionally <laughs> scarred the way he is selling Randy Orton, just grabbing a hold of his tie. And then that's when Roman Reigns turns into daddy in that backstage. So he goes, we only got one wise man. What the hell are you doing here? You're supposed to be the backup quarterback, all the audibles, this, that, and the other thing. And he is giving Jimmy Uso the, the riot act. And then solo steps up and says, no, you know what? You made me the heir apparent. I messed up last week. That's on me. I'm going to fix this tonight. I thought Solo Sokoa also looked incredibly good tonight, especially when you fast forward to our two main event matches tonight because one rolled right into each other. Uh, Nick Aldis made LA Knight versus um, versus AJ Styles earlier on after they, they had brawled. Those two were beating the hell out of each other. Jimmy Uso comes down, allows Solo to, you know, take advantage of a distraction for LA Knight, hits the Samoan spike. He ends up Samoan spiking AJ Styles. Gets on the mic and says, two down, one to go. Randy Orton, get your ass out here. Just like he did with John Cena over in uh, Saudi Arabia there, Dutch. Solo Sokoa, again, just kind of keeps stepping up. And did you notice it's like every time Solo like really steps up and starts talking or, or somewhat approaches Roman Reigns, there's just this subtle little trepidation with Roman. Like he's like, I don't want to mess with this dude. It's almost like that's what he's, he's trying to convey, which also helps get yeah. Solo over. And yeah, and they they've gotten that over because he has Solo with him, but yet he don't want to cross him. So if he does, you know, by his actions, everybody can see that Roman would rather damn get hit with lightning than to mess with Solo. Yeah, and they've got they've gotten that over. Solo does the most with the least of anybody that I've seen. Because they was like two or three months, he didn't even speak at all. So, if he can get it over without 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 the verbalization of that, he's doing well, doing really really good. What was that last thing you put up there, Mister? Uh, from Hunter, it says, "I love how uh, Roman Fiercello." See, SP three's fine. He's a New Yorker. He's tough. He had to beat up a delivery driver. No big deal. Yeah. I'm fine. No I just got attacked by an Uber driver who I had to <laughs> beat up and I had to store the Pretty body good. in a closet. I'm sorry. Good um, for you. Good, good for you because those Uber drivers getting a little bit aggressive lately. Uh, I, had to, I, I had to drag one in the other day and beat the crap out of him too. So he pulled a gun on me and I said, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, Hunter is asking, Hunter is asking, when do you guys think solo will eventually turn on Roman? 
Uh, probably the eighth inning at some point uh, down the line. Of course, we're still probably in like the the, the bottom of the no, four. I, I think we're in extra innings when that happens. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen in extra innings. Yeah, what it's inning are happen- we in? The sixth. I think we're in the sixth okay. inning. No. We're in the fifth. We're in the fifth. Yeah. Okay, are we? Did we officially flip over to the top of the fifth? Okay. Yeah, we're top of the fifth. Okay. All right, because you know Roman's gonna get after Roman retains the title at Royal Rumble. You know he's gonna get asked that question if he's in the press conference, and he'll probably officially tell us that we're still in the third. But whatever, we'll we'll say we'll say the fifth for right now. But I think for that one, it's it's gonna come way down the line. It has to come down to a point where Roman no longer has all of the power. He's lost a couple of matches. He's not the champion anymore. And it's time that there it's clear that there needs to be new leadership at the head of the table, but Roman doesn't want to give that up. And that forces Solo. But but Solo claimed claimed it. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be tribal combat, basically, where where Solo steps up and has to take out take out Roman. I still look back and and they they set that up God last year's Royal Rumble. Last year's Royal Rumble where he couldn't beat like he had Kevin Owens and Sammy and all that stuff. And there, there was no, 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 not the last year's Royal the tag match. It was the tag match that they had with Roman and, and solo against the Usos of what I believe I'm thinking of where he could not beat the Uso. He could not keep Jay Uso down. And he started losing his crap in the middle of the ring. And solo just kind of looks over at him like, dude, what are you doing? And it was solo who picked him back up and got him back in the fight. Ultimately they lost, but still, that was such a big moment for him. They set that up. That is going to be a long-term storyline. It's going to be a while before they they do that. Well, that's, like even... Re- that's WrestleMania 42, folks. <laughs> that's a long ways away. Because but I he... agree. I agree with that statement that we had earlier. The super chat that said, uh, "Why don't you want uh, Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns on the second night of WrestleMania?" I do. I want Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns on the second night of WrestleMania 41. 21. In 2025. I mean, yeah. That, I think that's perfectly fine. But, but don't you think that it's a much more interesting story with the heels having the title yeah. than to put it on Cody? And Cody, he can't I don't think he can keep it long. I don't know what kind of story he could tell. But he's not as interesting as Roman and uh, the Usos and Paul Paul Heyman. I mean, and remember they they kind of went, they were this and then they kind of fell apart. And kind of mm-hmm. lost their influence, and now they're getting back stronger. They've done a brilliant job. They've done a brilliant job of that. Yeah, I mean, I know back in the day that like the baby faces, they always had the 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 short runs, right? Like, I don't think The Rock ever had the title longer than like sixty days. Stone Cold never really had the title for for that long. Mick Foley's three title reigns lasted all of like twelve days combined. Like, it was always the money's in the chase, the money's in the chase, the money's in the chase. But but nowadays. You know, Drew McIntyre was a babyface. They kept the title on him for for months. Seth Rollins has been the world heavyweight champion for since last May. Becky Lynch went wire to wire from Mania to Mania as the babyface champion. Yeah, she lost one of her belts a month later, but it's not always a guarantee that the babyfaces aren't going to have a a long run anymore. But I don't know. I don't think Cody's run should be that long. Not every damn title run needs to be an endurance test, and that's one of the things. With the exception of like the women's tag team titles which we'll talk about here in a bit. Every probably, single title feels like it's, yeah, we're going to keep it on this guy for a long, long. I probably long. have the record for the least amount of time a title was ever held. 
We were on TV one time. I got beat for the title. A guy come out and challenged me for the title. Randy Savage, really. And then it went about, I don't know, eight minutes, nine minutes. I held the title for a, a period of 12 minutes. <laughs> and that was my title reign. Believe and it or then, not, that was beaten recently. Really, who, who beat it? A couple who of money in the bank runs. Yeah. Money in the bank cash-ins are but, been shorter. Oh, we Edge. don't count them. We we can't count them because Adam just Copeland's like, they're, Adam they're out Copeland, of the comment. Adam Copeland's official run as the TNT champion was three minutes. That's what it's listed as on on All Elite Wrestling's website. So copycats. <laughs> they probably went to YouTube and saw that and said, "Hell, I can beat that." No, it was an Adam Copeland tribute match, so you had to have a cash in at the end. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it ended up being. Uh, our main event did see Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa again. I I'm. I love the, uh, just the, the grit and the fierceness in Solo. He was ready to take Randy out from from the get go. He was laying in his shots. Good matchup, I thought. Jimmy Uso emerges at the end here to try to cause a distraction, as it looked like Randy after he got the upper hand was going to go for the RKO. Uh, but then LA Knight comes back, and then AJ Styles comes back, and they run him off, and then it looks like. Solo's going to get ready to go for the spike. He spins Orton around. Orton catches him with an RKO, pins him one, two, three. And then we get the three challengers. They're all standing there in the middle of the ring. AJ Styles, he gets a receipt from LA Knight. LA Knight decks him. Randy Orton hits him with an RKO. Then he hits AJ Styles with an RKO. And then we get Roman Reigns coming back into the ring. Hits a Superman punch. And... At this point, I, I can only assume that he had realized that he had exhausted all of his options and he had no choice left to do but sign the contract. Otherwise, it feels like tonight was just a giant, here's a bunch of stuff and it doesn't matter because Roman's going to sign the contract anyway. So what I looked into this was Roman realized he had no other choice. Every plan had failed. He walked. What was a, the he, other plan? What was the other plan outside of not signing the contract? It didn't seem like he had a plan B. That was it. It seemed yeah. like it seemed like his plan B was yelling at Jimmy Uso until Solo said he had a plan B, and that right. was to take everybody out. But that yeah. was never going to be good. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it, it looked it looked it almost he, like he cockily gave up. If that, is that's a word, cockily? Like he just saw he, he just waltzes over Cock cockily. Cockily. He just walks I over. Think, I don't think that's a word. I make Cockily. up words. That's the thing I do. He just, he, he <laughs> like sambas over to Nick Aldis and he's like, get your ass over here. Hand me the damn contract. He's smiling. He sees bodies laying everywhere. He's like, you know what? These dudes are not even going to be close to 100%. I'm the tribal chief. I'm fine. At least that's what I'm reading into his smile anyway, because he didn't say any of that. He signs a contract. He drops it at Aldis' feet, which I think is great. He does his ooh-ah. He's getting ready to spear Roman Ray, or spear Randy Orton. And then Orton hits him with a damn RKO, RKO anyway. So everybody gets hit. And I knew that was coming to hold. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, all this. Orton's, Orton's going to end the night hitting him with it's the not, RKO. And I was like, with the oh, RKO. exactly what I wanted. But what did you guys read into the fact that, like, they went through all of this tonight and Roman still signs a contract anyway at the end of it? I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good finish. I mean, I'm I'm happy with it. Nothing changes. The match is still going to happen. So now you you get all your players on the same stage, and now you're wondering, okay, how are they going to do this? 
show. I, I, I thought it was a good show. It drug in a few places, but not many. So, yeah, look, I don't have a problem with like the entire journey tonight. It's just like the ending didn't really make sense. SP three, unless you try the, to the read between the lines did. and fill in the gaps. Like I'm uh, trying to, you, over you need to move back in the role of wrestling fan instead of wrestling oh. prognosticator and say, well, we're, we're, we, are, now, we are paid to analyze this. this. <laughs> That's what they pay me for. They pay me to watch it and they pay paid? me to talk about it and, and yeah. analyze it. And yeah. that's what I said earlier. I said there was a lot of time devoted to the Fatal 4-Way and I don't think any of the characters changed. I don't think the story changed. It just felt like they were wasting time. At the end of the, by the end of the night, after after everything, I was it's, like... It's not well, called... It's they could have just done the contract signing. It's not called wasting time. It's called... Filling time. Yeah. You oh, just gotta oh. fill this time up for the sponsors. So that's fair. But hey, I, I can take that. I think wrestling fans they will accept that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All in all, good, they good eat, show. They good eat show. it up. They got to see some RKLs. They got to see Randy Orton. Uh the, the main event, it was fine. It was it's not okay, anything who, I'm gonna remember, but okay. Right. Who advanced the best are the the say the yeah, the best. What character on the advanced? show out of all these yes. characters? Solo yeah. Sokoa. Solo Sokoa. You don't think Randy Orton advanced? Nope. No? Not at all. Oh, I do. And so how? How? I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> I damn, I gotta damn tell everything. Oh, but you asked like me to, a question. I can't yeah. ask you one back. Yeah. I, I like the way he just stood over there in the corner and did it. Then when he went over to Paul, he was cool, collected, got his point out. Because if you look at Orton, he looks the part. If oh, you has. met him, if you met him walking down a dark street in your neighborhood, Mister Sid, you say, "Wow!" You'd if he was your Uber driver, yeah, I wouldn't try to whip his ass. No. <laughs> If he was my Uber driver when he pulled up, I'd go out there and get it from him. I said, "Hey, let me help you," and I'd bring it in myself. Let me get That's the let I me did. get the door for you. Let me just go <laughs> back to the store and get it myself. Don't even bother. I'll just give you the yeah, tip. Yeah. Here's a tip. We'll give me a like a hundred dollar tip. So <laughs> call it a day. Yes, Orton Orton looks the part, but I don't think that it did anything for his character. His character is the same as it was at the beginning of the night. Like yeah. he did everything that I would expect his oh. character to do. I think Solo's the one that was kind of advanced in a way because he took more of a leadership position. He took kind of control of the situation. Roman yeah. was like, none of y'all took care of it. And the only one that stepped up that wanted to take care of it was Solo. So I think that advanced him despite him taking the loss in the main event, which I was like, uh, I don't know too much. Got Jimmy Uso there. Jimmy Uso's <laughs> here to lose all the matches. Come on. Yeah. You don't need to do that to Solo, but I guess you kind of, you need to have a new matchup, a new fresh matchup. You already did Orton and Jimmy. You're doing Orton and Solo here, which is the more Orton is getting these wins over the Bloodline members, it's making me feel like we might get this Orton and Roman feud a lot sooner than we think we're going to get it. I was going to say, the, the only way that Orton really kind of progressed here is he did get a somewhat impressive win. When you look at what Solo did to John Cena just a few weeks ago, and then he comes out in the main event and he beats Solo Sokoa, he pins him with an RKO, it it kind of at least 
I'm not saying Dutch is right, but I can kind of see where. Well, why are hey, you agreeing with me then? I'm playing devil's advocate. That's what well, I do I, on this I, show. I, I play both feel, sides against the middle. Huh. Go ahead. But Go I, ahead. I feel like you're, you're heating. You're heating Solo up. You're he's not heated up. He got right. the win over Cena, but you haven't done much with him since. No. So it's not like it's not like he's this hot commodity that Orton gets something by beating him. I think that in most people, when they saw Roman Reign, uh, Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa, they either thought one of two things was going to happen. The match was going to end in DQ or Randy Orton was going to win. I don't think a lot of people thought Solo was going to win this one. No. Uh, Lucky says that uh, Roman is either stacking all three of them or is stacking AJ and LA Knight. I don't know if there's going to be any stacking, but LA Knight or AJ Styles is definitely taking the pin. Uh, this match was made a fatal four way because Randy is so hot right now. They don't want him getting beat uh, by anybody, uh, including uh, who wins the fatal four way and how do, has it done? Roman Reigns. And how's it done? Um, Spear on LA idea? night. Spear on LA night. Yeah. Mark that down. We're gonna I, I think they got it. I think because here's the thing. I think right? it's a spear. I think it's a spear on AJ. I think, I think, I think it's. RKO on AJ after he tries to go for the phenomenal forearm into Orton getting up into the BFT into LA Knight turning around into the spear. I think you have to pin LA Knight. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Sid. I think you have to pin LA Knight so he no longer has a gripe. Exactly. He's got it. His story with the bloodline needs to wrap up. And then it's like, all right, now I can go down my path of I lost. Whatever, another roadblock in my way. Let me build my way back up, and I will win a championship, which it'll be against Logan Paul at WrestleMania most likely, and he'll win the United States title, or at least he should. Uh, At least getting on the WrestleMania card this year would be a plus over last year, uh, especially getting a one-on-one match. But I think LA Knight has to be there. You can't constantly keep having all of these loose ends unless Roman's going to hang out of the title for another year, and then you can keep having as many freaking loose ends that you can come back to as possible because yes. you're going to have to elongate this title reign for another year. I don't think you can have too many loose ends because it gives you another door to go through. So if you've got those opportunities and you got those variables that you can get, you know, you're not stuck on something. Hey, I've been on a few creative teams. We couldn't even stuck on who, who to put against who. Oh, my God. Just because nobody had any character. Nobody had any steam. So, but here, everybody seems to have at least, you got at least eight guys, eight talents in WWE right now who have a lot of backstory, and you can bring that and make it work somehow, some way. We got a super chat here from Roland Curtis. Thank you so much, Roland. We always appreciate your support. It seems like the women's rumble winner does not have the same mania main event guarantee as the men's rumble winner. Uh, Rhea Ripley's merch was top 10 sold in 2023. Should the women get night one this year? Um, You have had two women's Royal rumble winners who have gone on to main event. Uh, WrestleMania, obviously Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair out of the five, five women's Royal Rumble winners so far. So not a bad average, but I, I can kind of see what he's saying. It's going to depend a lot on Seth Rollins. Like, I trust me, I'm all for, you know, women getting the spots as long as they, you know, it makes sense and they deserve it. Seth Rollins for CM Punk. If that match but, can happen, it's hard not to put that in the main event. 
But is it hot enough to overshadow the other main event, whatever it is? If it's Becky and Rhea? Think it's hot enough? People are going to be really into that Becky Rhea feud. I, I not more than Punk Rollins, but like 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 Rick said at the beginning, it's yeah. it's going to be dependent what, on this Seth yeah, Rollins injury. Right. Yeah, what Sid said, I'm agreeing with him. You you got it right, Sid. But I want to. I have a little factoid for everybody. This is going to be only the second time ever the Women's Royal Rumble winner will not be in a match with Charlotte Flair. Only the second time ever out of all the women's Raw Rumble winners. Only Bianca Belair in 2021 was yeah. not in a matchup with Charlotte Flair. Every other women's Raw Rumble winner. Asuka loses to Charlotte at WrestleMania 34. Charlotte finds a way into the WrestleMania main event at 35. With, with Becky winning over Ronda and her. Uh, 36, she won. And she won and beat Rhea Ripley. Uh, 38 was Ronda winning, and then she beat Ronda at, thir- at 38, and then last year, Rhea beat her after winning the Rumble. So you're pulling all this off the top of your head. Yeah. You're not reading this, right? You're No, not reading this. It's, this it's is something, it was actually something I thought I, I thought of that came to me a couple of days ago, but I, this is yeah. the first time I mentioned it. it, it on the here. dude's got practically like a photographic memory. Like, no honestly, kidding. Like, it took me a minute to think how many women's Royal Rumbles there have actually been. Uh, and I think I was wrong. I think I ended up being wrong. <laughs> wrong. Have there been five or have there been six? You just rattled them all off. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, six. So there's been six. Who was in WrestleMania three? The main event? Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. No, the first match. Oh, the first match? You got me there. I wasn't born. Okay. wasn't born. (laughs) Who was in the main event? Uh, It was Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. That was the same WrestleMania with Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Into kind of who, was in, who was in 10? 10? The main event of 10? Yes. The main event of 10 was Bret Hart and Yokozuna. The opener was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. What WrestleMania did uh, Shawn Michaels zip line into? 12. Okay. Damn. He's like giving me it, like the trivias. Well, no, <laughs> but that's just off the top of my head. Hell, I can't even remember that stuff. Yeah, 12 was Hell, 1996, I, Anaheim, I California. Yeah, I was there, but I don't remember. So You were managing the Blues Brothers. I remember that. Good times. Uh, Roland with a follow-up says, it just seems strange that the men's rumble is guaranteed the main event and the women's rumble depends on Seth Rollins. Not always the because, case. depends on the superstar. It's no, a, the men's rumble is not guaranteed the main event. I, I will raise Shinsuke Nakamura, the dream match that ended in a ball kick that was in the middle of the show. Seth freaking Rollins in 2019, the year after. Wins Opened the up the show with Open with, uh, the show, with guys. What, like, was the que- so- what, was the, what was the question? No, he what just said, said, he said it's, it seems strange that the men's Royal Rumble is guaranteed the main event. Um, and the women's rumble depends on Seth Rollins, and that's yeah, not because you got a bunch of misogynists in that office up there. That's probably what it is. Well, you used hate to, anyway. <laughs> By the way, we right. we talked about the men's Royal Rumble earlier. We didn't get predictions on the women's Royal Rumble. Any any thoughts on that, guys? Real quick, who do you think walks away the winner here? I think there's there's two choices it comes down to. I think it should be Bailey. Bailey has the story. Bailey is the one that's more interesting. She's yeah, she's the most interesting. Yeah, Bailey's the most interesting. She could carry the story. 
It's Bailey. So has Rhea Ripley won it? Rhea Ripley's yeah, the champ, so she's not in it. The big choice, the big choice of the both rumbles are like two person races. Yeah. Men's rumble is Cody and Punk. Women's rumble is Bailey and Becky right now. I I would pick Bailey. I would too. I don't know. I'm I I keep going back and thinking that they'll have Becky win the rumble and elongate this story between Bailey and damage control, but I could be completely wrong. Because uh, they could have Becky win the Elimination Chamber to to challenge Rhea. So we need guys. You gotta have the moment. You gotta have the moment where they're on top before the fall starts. With the Shield, it was them beating and sweeping Evolution at Payback. And what did yeah. WWE do? The next day, they split that whole thing up. You need the crescendo of the stable for the Bloodline. It was War Games. It was War Games in in 2022. They won war games with Sami Zayn, and what happened two months later? Sami turns on the bloodline, and it all falls apart from there. You need the crescendo for damage control. Next week, tag team titles on the line. I expect the Kabuki Warriors to win, where you have EO as the WWE Women's Champion, Kabuki Warriors as the tag team champions, and then the next day, Bailey wins the Royal Rumble. So damage control is on top. So we can see the meltdown start over the next couple of weeks. Now, I will say this much. All right. I like it. I like it, Sid. Do it. I like that. I will say this much. I will be in attendance at the Royal Rumble. And every single time that I am in attendance at one of these events, Damage Control has a big night. They have a big night. Something momentous happens with Damage Control every time I'm in attendance. So you know what? Yeah, Bailey wins. Sid, can you believe he's taking credit for all this stuff? I'm he's, just he's saying that I'm a, not taking credit. I'm no, just this, saying there's some kind is, of synergy there. There's it, this, it's you know this is what you need to do. There's Rich. magic in the night when I'm in the building for damage every, control. Every time oh. you go to one of these shows, you need to run across camera and hold a big sign and keep going. I was here. Yeah. Ring the bell. Let's go. All right, we got we got some matches we got to talk about here real quick. We had uh, we had the Latino World Order versus Legato World Order. Uh, Joaquin Wild had a hell of a spot in this match where he did basically like a pop up tornado DDT uh, and just planted Angel right into the ground. He continues his impressive in ring run. Uh, this matchup ends with Carlito hitting a backstabber on Umberto, but Santos hit the blind tag. He rolls up Carlito for the one two three. Those two guys are going to go one-on-one next week. Dutch, what would you think about this one? Yeah, it was a filler match, a good match. But I don't think it still has the attention it should have, maybe if they keep working on it. But I'm going to give it a, a six. I say it was okay. Sid? I wasn't really affected by it that much. I got to give WWE some credit here. They have done a spectacular job of dragging out this feud. Uh, like the, it's quite impressive that we didn't get that Survivor Series match between Carlito and Santos. And here we are next week about to do it on the go-home shows of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's quite impressive that they have dragged out this feud where I think the only thing that really happened was they added Humberto and, and Angel in the yeah. past two months since that whole thing happened at Survivor Series. So... It's quite it's quite uh, impressive how they're able to do this, and it's to Triple H's credit as the booker that he's able to fill weeks and still feel like you know Santos is in a good position here, and I like him getting the win here, and I expect him to get the win next week. Yeah, and 
and I, I understand what they're, they're kind of doing there. They're look, they want Santos and his group to be as strong as possible until Ray comes back and, and saves the day. Right. One thing I will say though, I wish Zelina could get involved more in this. It just seems like Zelina is just there. Um, I was kind of yes. maybe even yes, hoping what, a little. What? She is just there. I, I understand that. She stands out there. That's, that's her we've job seen, right now. We've How seen would you her- like to make about five grand a week and just stand there? I love it. I'd love it's to make five bad. grand a week it's to do bad. literally anything. But, but <laughs> we've seen her get involved in matches before. She has been... Uh, involved with Angel and Umberto before in, in their careers. Like, there, there's history there. They could play off of that. We've seen her get involved in matches. I wouldn't mind her giving somebody a Hurricane Rana of, you know, giving Umberto a Hurricane Rana and costing them this match tonight to maybe even elongate the feud even further. But she's just, I don't know. She's just there right now. So I'd, I'd like to see them have something more. Uh, I think her. I think in WWE's head they think her doing that and attacking the the male is is a heel thing to do because when she was a heel she would do that. If only there was somebody in NXT on the women's roster that Santos had history with. Oh, that's coming. That's that's how we're gonna drag this feud out until WrestleMania. <laughs> Electra Lopez is gonna get called up, join up with them so they can do multiverse and matches i'm good i'm good with it i'm good with it uh tonight we also got british strong style versus pretty deadly this match was all about the bruiser weight that's right butch is gone pete dunn is back he got a really nice reaction when he came this out was, tonight too. this was the first night they announced pete dunn on the yes on the monitor yes about 18 months too late but it doesn't matter better late than never we can bury Butch. He is dead. He and two gone. years ago, folks. Was it two years ago now at this point? He debuted right before WrestleMania 38. Son of a whore. Anyway, uh, Son this of was a bitch. This this was this match was fine. This was all about, you know, Pete Dunn and showcasing the bruiser weight and welcoming welcoming him back. I love the chemistry between him and Tyler Bate. I think these guys are an excellent addition to the tag team division. They could carry this division on SmackDown if they wanted to. Pretty deadly played their part to perfection. I love the fact that afterwards they were pissed that they replaced Butch with a completely different person. And when he when Pete Dunn came out, they're like, "Who the hell is this guy? This isn't who we were supposed to be facing." Even though it was the exact same guy, they played their roles to perfection here. SP3, I know you're just as happy as I am that 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 Pete Dunn is back. Best part of the show, yeah, like last week once again, Pete Dunn and Talibate. Best part of the show. Because it's the part of the show I'm going to remember in a few <laughs> weeks from now. I'm, I'm sorry. He's only, he's only doing it. SmackDown's averaging about one segment per show that I will remember in the last two weeks is British Strong Style responsible for it. They had the unique oh, segment last week. This was a pretty decent matchup. I'm not going to remember the match too much, but just the moment, the entrance of Pete Dunne, seeing the happiness on his face, happiness on Tyler Bates' yeah. face, you love to see. So where is the – catch me up. Tyler Bates, what's his history? Just catch me up real quick. Tyler Bates See, came up in the, the British independent scene. He started off as like a teenager, and he was actually trained by Pete Dunn and Trent Seven. And basically oh, when he got up around like 2016, 2017, 
they created their own like heel faction in the independent promotion progress called British Strong Style, which really gained a lot of popularity. And then around that time, that's when WWE started NXT UK, and they kind of built that whole brand around those three guys. Tyler Bate at 19 years old was the first ever NXT UK champion. Pete Dunne at about 22, 23, beat him for the title and held the title for almost two years before dropping it to Gunta and putting him over in his first big matchup in WWE. Gunta's now well, Walter, I'll, by the way. I'll say one thing. He, he has some good moves. He has some moves I've never seen before. <clears throat> and he kind of reminds me a little bit walking out of Shane Douglas. That's what I'm seeing. He looks a little bit like him anyway. So... I ain't mad at maybe, that comparison. Maybe uh, Shane won't like that, but I don't give a crap. <laughs> we do have a super chat from uh, Will Chisholm. Thank you very much. Randy won his first world title, and the next night Triple H turned on him. Remind me who's booking the shows now. So he's he's with you on <laughs> I, that one. Yeah, like <laughs> do something like that. Hey, these people are remembering more than you said. No, I remember oh, yes. that very well. He gave, he gave four. I even remember that <laughs> one. But. I want a question that somebody can stump Sid tonight. Hey, that's a good choice. We, look, it's yeah, already 11.09. Yeah. We're going to be here we'll until just 3 a.m. before somebody we'll just has a question. We'll take, let's take one question. Has anybody got a question? Send Don't ask up. me one because I damn sure wouldn't know it. Unless I've just seen it, I'll forget it. Uh, by the way, in case anybody was curious, uh, it happened about uh, 40 minutes ago. Uh, Trinity said goodbye and thank you to TNA. So it sounds like she has officially wrapped up her run there. Oh, gee, just about oh eight days or so away from that Women's Royal Rumble match. My goodness. See you in Tampa. Tonight's <laughs> TNA taping was in Orlando. Bring it to well. the flow. No, she, no. she don't have to go nowhere. I can't <laughs> wait for Trinity to return, not get a match at WrestleMania. But she will get a big moment when she turns heel and join and helps Jimmy Uso beat Jay Uso at WrestleMania 40. I'm you telling you right match. now, look, if she if she's not Bianca Belair's opponent at WrestleMania, Bianca's not getting a one on one match. No, probably not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I, I think I think Bianca Belair will get a singles match if it's Jay Cargill. I don't I'm not sure about Naomi and Trinity. Does she come back as Naomi or does she come back as Trinity? What do you think? Naomi. It's Trinity. I think she should be Trinity. I think Trinity is a better name than Naomi, period. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. All, All right. right. Here's the segment that I thought was the the, the segment of the night tonight. I, I had very granted. I had very low expectations for this. And maybe that's just, you know, I have a little bit of Logan Paul fatigue, but whatever. Uh, we had the KO show with Logan Paul. Logan Paul comes out and he actually blames Kevin Owens for bringing him into WWE. And I'm like, what the hell are you even talking about? And I know Sid remembered this, but I barely remembered this. He shows a clip of WrestleMania 37 in Tampa, his first night in WWE as a guest. And boom, it's Kevin Owens stunning him, embarrassing him in front of the crowd of 25,000 people. Logan Paul, it was still limited audience at that WrestleMania. It wasn't no 70,000, but whatever. WWE loves to inflate those numbers. Regardless, a lot of people were there uh, and uh, he gets stunned and I loved this. I loved this callback. It gives this rivalry a little bit of some 
some history here. And now Kevin Owens has no one to blame but himself for the reason that Logan Paul, who he called a joke SP3, is walking around with the United States Championship. Yep, he is the catalyst. He set the match for what is what is Logan Paul today. I, I loved it. I, it was, yeah, as soon as Logan Paul said, you're the reason why, I was like, yeah, he is. It was WrestleMania 21. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania in, tw- in 2021, he gave him that that stunner, and that made Logan Paul become a wrestler. And I love that. I love that that's his origin story. That's yeah. great stuff. That's MJFS of yes, using someone's actions yes. as your origin story. That was great stuff by Logan Paul. I thought Kevin Owens' answer was was great, but I felt like Logan Paul was better on the mic because because Kevin Owens had that little stumble when he tried to say unimpressive. Uh, yeah. So Logan Paul won this battle on the mic. I like the angle afterwards with him attacking the hand, getting Owens to take off the cast by talking about the protection he has around the cast yep. and then ramming it into the ring post. That's how he broke the hand in the first place. And now yep. you have that going into the Royal Rumble matchup in eight days. It's simple storytelling because it sets up what's going to be the story for the matchup. You know Logan Paul is going to work over the hand in the match now. And I feel like, Dutch, they telegraphed the ending. Because what did KO tell us? There is no punch that Logan Paul can throw that would keep him down for three seconds, let alone knock him out. And they showed that tonight. Logan Paul gave Kevin Owens his best shot, and KO got right back up. Not right back up, but he got back up. He sold it just enough to make it look like, okay, that hurt. He, but sold, it more than, he's, he sold it more than three seconds, too, but he did yeah. get up. He did yeah. get up. And he pulled himself up. He had yes. the whole struggle to get up. So he sold it just enough, which to me tells me uh, Kevin Owens is getting punched with brass knuckles and he's going to get pinned. Yeah. Well, That's they got a good story out. leading into it. Hey, that Logan Paul, he's a natural. He is. He's good. He is a natural. I hate that he's that good, but he's that good. Great athlete. The greatest celebrity turned wrestler of all time. Yep, he is. We we honestly we've been kind of blessed the last few years between Logan Paul and Bad Bunny, like those two dudes. Oh, Bad Bunny! I'm sorry, I love Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is a, a bolt of charisma, especially if you put him in Puerto Rico. <laughs> he don't even sniff Logan Paul's jockstrap. That's how good Logan Paul is. Logan Paul's a whole another a whole another tier above a uh, Bad Bunny at this point. I wasn't comparing and, and you to I, love, I just, I I love, just said I that we've been that. blessed with both of them. No, we, we have been blessed. We have been blessed, but we were blessed before that with Ronda Rousey in 2018. Not talking about Ronda Rousey the second run, but the 2018 <laughs> run, that was great. That's a great celebrity turn, turn wrestler run. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, one more uh, super chat here from Roland. Really appreciate it. Good point about Nakamura and Rollins not getting the main event. Uh, but back then, Mania was still a one-night event. Uh, now we have uh, two main events and two rumbles. Uh, and like I said, two out of six right now for, for the win. That, hey, that's that's 330 batting average. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame. All right, so we got two out of six right now. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get three out of seven this year with uh, with Becky or... All right, see, if Bailey wins, I don't think she's going to the main event. But if, if Becky WrestleMania wins... WrestleMania 17 was the main event. Uh, Rock Austin. What? Rock, Rock and Austin. 17. Rock and Austin. Rick, is that right? I believe yes, so. WW, WWF Championship, Rock and Austin, My Way Video. Uh, it was also, <laughs> TLC 2 was that night too, right? 
Yeah, TLC two, yes, Triple H. Uh, man, I, I I think I know that whole card. The opener was Chris Jericho versus William Regal. That whole angle set up by Jericho pissing in his tea. Um, I you would remember. You would remember that. that. <laughs> you would remember something like somebody pissing in somebody's tea. He pissed in his tea. It was great stuff. He you wouldn't. He dressed up as Dante Cloud. Unless it was mine. Great stuff. Shane and yeah. Shane and Vince. The great, the greatest worst match ever. Like there was what no was the wrestling greatest, in that match. But that what was, was so the greatest WrestleMania of all time up to now? Seventeen. I'm, 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 I'm really? actually talking about it right now. Seventeen. That's the greatest WrestleMania ever. Nineteen's hmm. up there. Nineteen is great though. Nineteen is also great. Do you think Rock versus Roman would top that? No. Uh, Rock versus Roman is not going to be as good as Rock versus uh, Austin at 17. Because that was 23 years ago. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I don't know what, I don't know what 54 year old Dwayne Johnson can do. So it, it's really hard to predict that. He hasn't wrestled a real match in over a decade. I'm not talking the quality of the match. I'm talking about the anticipation for it. Is what oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This year oh. could be. Yeah, that's, if you if you have colors. yeah oh hell yeah oh hell yeah. this this year might be the best the best two cards on paper ever like rock and rocket if you do rock and roman on night two you do night one if Seth Rollins healthy Seth and and CM Punk Rhea and Becky you could do Bailey and EO on night two like those are some big time matches that they've been building to for a while Jimmy versus Jay like there's there's a lot of the card that we already can kind of forecast already and it looks like one of the better mania cards across two nights Put, putting this one out there just fingers crossed gunther versus biggie putting this one out there. Uh, please, please please please, please. Who, who who biggie biggie Me. returns and versus gunther for the intercontinental oh, side they're setting it up man they're so setting it up with the new day and imperium over on raw god i hope just please i hope if that man comes back in the royal rumble oh my god in his hometown of tampa mm. I'm going to lose my shit in the press box. All right. We got one final match to talk about tonight. It was our lone. I don't think match. you're allowed to do that in a press box. I think they uh, may ask you to leave. They said, what, well, that? what, what's well, that? Oh, he just crapped his pants over there for some reason. I said, I'd lose we didn't ask, we didn't ask Dutch who he's got Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens oh, okay. at the Royal Rumble. Oh, I'll think I'll take Kevin. That would be an upset. This. That would be an upset. That's and you want to finish. Sorry, go ahead. You you work your finish around Logan Paul. He's gonna look good anyway because they're gonna make sure he looks good. But I think uh, at the end, Kevin gets his hand raised. That would at least put him on a path towards WrestleMania because that's one guy, guy I can't figure out what his spot on this card is at forty. I genuinely have no clue right now because I don't think he's beating Logan Paul. Maybe he's the replacement for Seth against Paul. Oh, you could sign me up for that. You could sign me up for that in a heartbeat. Uh, we have uh, one final match to talk about here. It was the shortest one on the card. Uh, a little bit of AEW booking tonight, 920 time slot, about six minutes. Uh, Caden and Katana putting their women's tag team titles on the line against the unholy union of Alba That Fire. name sucks. It That's does. the worst thing on the show was that fucking name. <laughs> It is. I'm, uh, I'm it, sorry. I was thinking. I'm sorry, Kita, but yeah. who thought Unholy Union was a freaking good name? Yeah. 
Who thought that? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Dawn of Fire was right there. It's right there. Why don't you street business? You got Bobby Lashley and the street profits running around with no name while the faction that just was created to face them has a fucking name. What is going on? Calm, calm down. Calm down, Sid. You, you, you. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't mean for that to upset you. I'll just call him Alba and Isla from now on. We did a Bailey on commentary for this match with damage yep. control at ringside. I liked that. I liked commentary and Bailey hyping up this entire tag team division. It seemed like there was at least a lot of groundswell. They put teams together. They're hyping up. We're getting more women's tag team uh, t- uh tag team matches. It looks as though they're putting in an effort to build up this division. And then we get a six-minute match. And I knew that this was going to be a quick match from the moment it started when all four of these ladies were going 95 miles an hour. It was a sprint from the get-go between these guys. I didn't think this was a bad match. It was a fun sprint. And honestly, not necessarily the wrong choice either because the crowd had no idea who these two tag teams were. So keeping this shorter was probably good. My question is, what the hell is the plan? With Alba and Isla, because I'm, wa- I'm watching that match. One girl is so chunky, they couldn't have a. I think she almost, if she could have a hernia, she would have had one. I have getting that girl up, but I personally stood next to three of those women. None of them are chunky, dude. None of them. Well, they, she, boy, she looked heavy to the girl picking her up. That because Katana is small. All right. Katana is small. She don't look small. Well, maybe it had the camera or the camera gives her some extra weight. She didn't. No, no, no. Katana is the one who is the, the tiny, the tiny girl. Who was the other one? That's chance. Yeah. Katana chance is the, is the tiny yeah. one. The one that got dropped on with the cake stand at the end. The really, really small. Well, you killed Sid. Would, Sid is gone. Sid has decided to Sid, leave, stay gone. leave the show after that. No, I tell you, I tell you where he that or he's dying laughing. I can't tell. <laughs> he's too much. I didn't know either one of those teams, but Ola, unholy alliance. I'll have to agree with Sid. Like it's a no, if it was unholy alliance, that's actually oh, that's actually a name. That's actually okay. It's unholy union. What? What's this? isn't that the same thing? Kind of union? What yeah, that? it was just them trying to be different from what everybody else calls unholy alliance. They were like, oh, we're we can be clever. Unholy All right. So union. anyway, so so SP three. Like again, here's my issue with this because it feels like they have just taken Alba and Isla, which I love them as a team. I love them individually. I think they're both really, really good, but it's like they bring them back at the, the show before the end of the new year to get involved with the, the, the cost damage control, the match, right? So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're starting up a feud with damage control. Give the Kabuki warriors, somebody to wrestle, you know, one of these teams earn their way up to a tag team title shot. Instead, they take Alba and Isla off of TV for weeks. They don't even mention the fact that they they interfered in that match for several weeks. Then tonight they bring them back. They just give them a tag team title shot. And instead of having damage control cost them the match to get revenge on that, they just basically have Bailey bring it up. They lose clean as a sheet in six minutes. And then the Kabuki Warriors just step up and say, hey, we got next. And then they get a title shot. 
Why didn't they have these last few weeks have those two teams feud? Why did you even need to bring Katana and Caden in tonight to wrestle? We'll get to that. That's that's what Triple H is trying to tell you. We'll we'll get to that next week. Uh, <laughs> Katana and Caden will lose. And, uh, Damage Control will become the new champions, and then we'll yeah, get that's to right. That. I know the yeah. We'll get to that. I guess at least they're on TV. That's a great. That's a great question. That's a great question, though. Um, um, our business is going up. Uh, we're doing great sales. <laughs> yeah. We're only in the I sixth mean, inning. Just, we're just only putting my booking hat on here. Record, 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 record numbers on the the Peacock and um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the advertisers have told us we're making record money and uh, yeah, yeah. You got six different tag teams over on Raw that Kate and Katana could beat. They didn't have to come in here and beat Alba and Isla. Like there was a story that you could have told with damage control, any kind of follow-up, any kind of follow-up at all from their promo that they dropped like three months ago where they said, Oh, those titles seem cursed. I wonder who's been doing all of that stuff. No follow-up there. No follow-up to them. Are they baby faces? Are they, are, are, I don't know. It's it's infuriating. I mean, like, I'm getting I mean, more upset about it the more I think about it. The issue here is that you're <laughs> you're asking them to care about the women's tag team division. But it seems like they're putting that's in more effort. That's what it sounds like. Just because they're putting in more effort doesn't mean they care. Yeah, you're right. It just means that they're putting in more effort. That and means that, that, it, it, that, that just means they're booking them more often. That's all. I, mean, that I was going to say, that's just booking matches. Like, honestly, yeah. that, that booking matches is more effort than what Vince did when he was control of this division. Katana and Kaden have performed very well in the opportunities that they gotten, but like we haven't seen like a change yet in their crowd reactions at the start of their matches. At the start of their matches, the crowd kind of sits on their hands. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. Then they get them to react with their great offense and what they can do in the ring, but a lot of times it's like that. It just makes me feel like the women's tag team division as a whole is not getting over. And you're right. I will say that because it, you'd get more of a reaction if they were. But hey, big things have small beginnings. So hopefully we'll we'll see. Or well, maybe a pretty long beginning because we're in year five, guys. We're yeah, year five talking about the new beginning. The new inning beginning. Six. When Triple H inning six on. too. This game's well, been going on. Well, that's that's pretty long too. We're into month twenty of Triple H being in control. So. Of Vince officially stepping away. All right, we're in month one. We're much what three? <laughs> three when 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 TKO kicked Vince out the door. What was that? Three months ago? No, nah, that was that was like that was like before the merger. No, like before, no, before the happened. merger was before the merger was official. It was in the summer. The merger whenever was official. T- whenever Tegan Knox got pulled from that match, right? Yeah, don't whatever. argue with Sid. He knows all this. He stuff. knows better. He knows better. He knows better. A couple yeah. other, uh, a couple other housekeeping things. Uh, we saw Mello back on the screen tonight, challenging Theory to a rematch for next week. Great to see both of those guys are uh, are are okay. They're gonna wrestle again next week. I love Grayson Waller accepting the match for Theory on his behalf, and then him going, "Dude, you gotta stop doing you that. Stop that. Stop yeah. that shit. Like, what are you doing? Um, we didn't. You know what that set we, up, though, right? I totally saw it. You're going to either have a Waller or Theory eliminate each other in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. They're going to eliminate the, each other. Like, they're going to, like, both take each other out is probably what's yeah. going to happen there. Uh, we One thing we didn't talk about last week uh, that I'll bring up here. Dutch, what is your, now that we've seen two straight weeks of some really cool video packages, what is your uh, opinion of Final Testament? Carrying Cross's new group. 
I saw that again. I'm saying, I think it's, it does absolutely nothing for me. It's all visual effects and, and what he's saying. He, he doesn't say anything that's actually memorable. And he's got Paul Ellering standing right beside him. And I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Because what I'm saying is I don't feel any chemistry from that. I don't think the fans feel any chemistry from it. So I got blasted online for, hey, how can you say those guys are not getting over? It's easy. They're not getting over. I don't care. It's just something about them. Sid, you disagree? <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Like, I just don't. I just don't see it. Put put Logan Paul up against them, and Logan Paul beats them a hundred to one. It's it's almost embarrassing. They don't have more chemistry. I think they're trying to visual affect their way into the people's fans' mind, but they don't sell tickets. They don't create interest to me. They need a story, and I don't know how you tell a story with these guys. I really don't. I just want I want my missus to love me as much as Triple H loves Karrion Cross because this guy has tried everything. <laughs> everything. This guy over. Except booking him to win matches? Except that. If he just wins matches, see if people give a shit about him. Except that part. Uh, this he, feels like the it doesn't feel like the final testament. This feels like the final test. This is the final, this is the final college try Triple H got to get over Karrion Cross. And we gotta see, many, I, think, I think we gotta see how it translates in front of the fans yeah, more than video packages. Yeah. yeah. I think adding those other two guys to him added nothing. Added Ellering to him added nothing. The girl acts adds nothing. He just gets in the ring. I think that's just a, a key. They really the have nuked uh, Scarlett. Like, They've ever since now. they started having Carrie and talk more, it just feels like she's like there. not necessary. And uh, Rick, what do you feel about them? I think they have a great <laughs> look. I think they have a great presentation. What? I what love enthusiasm. I think Karrion Cross delivers a hell of a promo. I have been a fan of Karrion Cross as a person and a talent. I want to see more from his matches, and I want to see this dude actually win. I want to see this. I want to see WWE actually get behind him and see what he can do. The crowd's not going to give a shit about him if he comes out there and says, I am a reckoning, and then he fucking loses. Like that, Of course that's not going to get over. So I'd like to see them actually get behind him. And I'm hoping now that he's got a stable, they'll actually start to do that. Sid, what do you got coming up on uh, True Hill Heat this weekend? <laughs> uh, one final thing about that whole topic. It just feels like in general with the Final Testament versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yeah, I'm just going to give up on trying to call them street business now. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. It just feels like these are all a whole bunch of sums that are probably better apart. Like, I probably would I, I, I probably... It probably would get over a lot faster if this was just Bobby Lashley on his own versus Karrion Cross or the Street Profits on their own versus the Authors of Pain. I feel like everybody would get over a lot faster than trying to get over two groups that aren't over at the same time in a few. That seems that doesn't seem that doesn't seem productive. Seems counterproductive. It does kind of seem like it's like, hey, we got a two-hour show. Let's put these guys together so we can get them all on there. Yeah, kind of, kind of seems like that. 
All right, now what do you got going on the True Hill Heat this week? Check out the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. We are live 11.05 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Of course, we are talking about Seth Rollins' injury, what it means for WrestleMania, but we're also going to be talking about the hottest free agent now after the announcement this week, New Japan Pro Wrestling announcing that Kashika Okada is going to be a free agent when his contract expires. We'll talk about that. And where do we think he's going to land, WWE or AEW? So join us live. It'll be myself, True Draw Josh, and special guest, Kenny McIntosh of Inside the Ropes. Dutch? Well, what is the name of the, the Sportito Wrestling Channel that just started? Is that the name of it? Huh? There's a new channel. Sports Keto. We got we got a new well, channel. We got we got like five channels, Dutch. You're gonna have to be more specific. Right now, we are on the Wrestle Binge by Sports Keto YouTube channel. There is also a Sports Keto right. Wrestling YouTube all channel. Right. There's a Sports Keto Wrestling right, Facebook Ke page. All right, Kevin, I tried. <laughs> I got no like support. and subscribe to them all. No, he's I talking tried. about the awards. He's say, talking about the look awards. At, we have an awards. Yeah, what awards? The, the sports Keto Wrestling Awards. That's the, isn't that what he said? No. Oh. no, not at all. No, apparently we're Wasn't closing. It, are you are you supposed to be promoting something then, Rick? Why are you correcting me? You're not promoting what you're supposed to be promoting. You're the only one that gave him a thumbs up. Oh, it's the Sports Keto Wrestling Channel. Yes, we're a few. That's what I said. Like and subscribe. Every subscribe to it. They got almost a hundred thousand subscribers. They're trying to get more. Okay, I SB3, did it, guys. I, I tried my damnedest. But SP three, I I just forgot. I just forgot. Anyway, SP three, I, I am curious. Who do you think is going to make it rain for the rainmaker? Oh, I think it's it's definitely uh, Tony Khan right now. Fair enough, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Uchino, as it's spelled on the screen right there. Uh, I did have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Bailey last week uh, for SB Nation. That article is up uh, on my Twitter page or my X page, whatever the heck you want to call it. That just sounds wrong, X page. Anyway, um, screw Elon. Anyway, so uh, that's up there. It's my pinned tweet. Check that out. Great conversation with her, and I'm uh, hoping I'll talk to her again at the uh, Royal Rumble weekend at the press junket after she wins the uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, take care, guys. It'll just be Dutch and SP3 next week because I will be in Tampa. I'm on the road on assignment. Are we even doing an episode next week? I think. So, why, 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 why did we do the Royal Rumble predictions this week if we're not doing it? I thought we so, weren't doing the show. So they, could, so they could write the articles. Oh, we, we, we never. Don't we? We don't ever do the go home show. Me and Dutch usually review the pay per view. On, I don't like, know. Our own time. Why are we talking about this on the air? Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a dumb